let's come on to how we can actually move through fear. I think we've all accepted that fear can make us feel uncomfortable, that it can diminish our happiness and joy, that it can limit us from achieving our full potential. Going back to what you said earlier about, you know, there's probably more dreams that haven't been achieved due to not even trying and being held back by fear than actually trying and then failing in that instance. You know, like fear holds us back, but what can we do about it? I love it. So there's just to add to that point, there's this Helen Keller quote that says, avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. The fearful are caught as often as the bold. And I love, oh, I just got chills. And like, I love that because it's exactly what you talked about. It's like, really? Like if you're making decisions out of fear and scared and hiding and avoiding is like, you will literally have the same success rate as like, as people who are out there putting themselves out there and trying. But the opposite side, right, is like, like you literally never try and you always fail. So you're actually doing the exact thing that you don't want to do. And I know that's a big thing for people like, well, I don't want to do this thing because I could fail. It's like, well, then you already have. You've actually self-rejected. You have failed yourself. You've abandoned yourself before the other thing did. And the sneaky thing of what happens, the insidious thing of what happens is you were providing that same evidence than that you were not good enough. Yeah, And that's what your brain's looking for. Right, your brain is looking for something to prove because it wants to be right, whatever it believes. So you are therefore providing the evidence that, oh, look, the thing that I was afraid of happening just happened, but your ego doesn't know it's you that caused it. So therefore, I still feel not good enough. And it just, again, etches another thing in stone of a reason why I shouldn't do this thing. And so, I mean, the simple answer, right, is if you're at the beginning is just exploring your edge of doing the things that you're afraid of, of even just like a simple thing that I've acknowledged in my life in the last few months is I've been afraid of speaking my desires. So one thing I've done with my partner is like, even when we ask for what's for dinner, instead of just saying, Oh, I'm good with whatever, like Mr. Go with the flow is yeah, I'm okay with whatever we have, but start speaking what I actually prefer instead of just suppressing it and hiding it and, you know, doing what everyone else wants to do instead of me. So even as that's such a small example of what is your edge? What is the thing that you are afraid of doing, saying, being, and you don't have to like jump all the way in and do some massive action. Like, yes, you can do that, but also you can just start really small. Another helpful thing is having someone who can lovingly and compassionately hold you accountable. And finding someone who can do that with you, whether it's a coach, a, you know, a lover, a friend, I think is so helpful. So you guys can cheer each other on. And, like, and, how, tr- and how we can do that for each other, right? You know, it makes me think mm-hmm. how oftentimes in this, this self-help industry, so to speak, it's all focused on ourself, oneself. Right. We, we speak about relationships and so on, but it's always from the you are at the center. But actually, you know, that just made me think of even that example you give about asking for your desires more with dinner, if that's an open conversation that you have with your partner, she's aware of that, she's aware of the root of that, where that came from, why that's difficult for you when it might not be difficult for her or for somebody else listening to this right now. But if she's aware of that and the steps that you're trying to make to improve on that in yourself, she could say, 
no, honey, what do you, what do you actually want? Which he does do. And there we go. And it's the simple mm-hmm. things, isn't it? And it could be, say, my partner or, or I don't know, even someone listening on this podcast right now, they say, you know, that was great. Thank you for actually being real there. And that little, that little comment from somebody else who, that they can give that to you or that we can give that to them to help them through it and to be that good cheerleader for somebody else as well. Yeah. And I think, well, I know that's been the most helpful thing for me is investing in coaches and this partnership has transformed my life like truly in so many ways I couldn't imagine. That's another thing we didn't talk about, but I was definitely afraid of relationship because it's like, then it's out of my control. Then I do have to be more vulnerable, like more open and more seen. Like that's another big fear that people have that I've struggled with is being seen because that just feels like overwhelming and vulnerable. But yeah, like I love your anecdote about, it's interesting we call it, yeah, self-help. And it's such a mix because it's like, yeah, we are ultimately only responsible for ourselves. But I also think another thing that we overdo in this world is like, like independence because it's like, like a war against codependence, but we're actually literally born dependent. Like we cannot take care of ourselves. Like we have to have someone take care of us. And one of our most important needs is connection. Like we have to have it. And I think there's something beautiful about saying like, and I was going to say, I need someone, maybe not need, but like relying on someone i think that's a beautiful aspect of what i found in my relationship is we are two whole people you know coming together not expecting us to like fulfill something but at the same time we have requests and desires and needs and like expectations of our partnership that we've built again it's like everything is nuanced of relying on each other and at the same time being fully to wholly responsible, accountable humans. Yeah, and you're you're right to draw on the balance there. And even the comment you just made about connection, the importance of connection and the intrinsicness of connection too. I mean, that's just what we are as human beings, but realizing actually how how much that is at the root of a lot of people's fears. Yep. Rejection, abandonment, even failure, as I just described, and I'm sure a multitude more they all link to others. Yep, they do. Can you speak to the key overarching fears that people have and some main strategies that people could do to get started on this way of meeting it? So you've said, okay, explore what the edge is, but what else could there be within that? Mm -hmm. I get to the edge and the edge is often where people retreat. (laughs) They They don't want to be there. That's the danger zone. And then that's it. So you get triggered, you retreat, you get triggered, you retreat. That does nothing to cultivate somebody's sense of confidence or self-trust or belief in their ability to be courageous. So what do you do when you get to that point based on these different things that people could have? So this is so funny. This is the balance of what we've even talked about. Like this is like almost like a tough love portion of like eventually you just have to freaking do it. Right. Like I can give you all the tools, all the books, all the podcasts in the world, but eventually you have to be the one to do it. You have to be the one to say like enough is enough. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to say the thing. I'm going to explore my edge. And eventually, I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, like you will like enough will be enough. 
and you're like, I don't want to suffer anymore. I don't want to reject myself anymore. I don't want to hold myself back anymore. So I am going to do that thing that I've been afraid to do. And then you will realize just by doing that one thing that it's like, whoa, this is really liberating. And then you'll keep doing it and doing it. And then you'll build and build and build. And then you start to feel so liberated that you can never see an option of going back. And so that's what I would just say, like literally just do one small thing. Like if it's the smallest thing that no one's even watching or caring about, or if they don't see, like what is just that smallest thing that you could just, not even just, like you walk up to the edge and you just stick your hand over <laughs> and, and pull it back, you know, or something like that. I'm thinking maybe people have different personal strategies with this because there are some, I mean, when I was back in my teacher days, we had a thing about somebody's growth zone, their stress zone, their growth zone and their comfort zone and looking yes. at how you could be in that middle range so that you're not highly triggered. You're not, you're not in a point where you are overwhelmed and can't function, but you're in the, you're in the sweet spot where real learning, real change can actually happen. And yet in the context of fear, like let's even take say bungee jumping or skydiving or something. So this is what people might often think about when they think of a big yeah. fear. And there's a sense of, okay, just do it. Like you said, but it's such a big jump. And I'm thinking back to a retreat that I did where one of the one of the workshops was actually on doing something with fear. Now it was a jump that wasn't very high, it wasn't particularly scary, but that's what it was supposed to evoke. And even then I realized there was a sense of I cut myself off entirely from the fear. And in a way I dissociated, but it wasn't healthy because I wasn't actually learning, okay, I can actually be with fear. I just tried to turn it off entirely mm -hmm. to be able to take that leap. I don't know whether you've had any experience of that or how you could explain why that might not be a good thing for someone. Thanks, Janet. I love that so much because that's exactly, man, like that's the feel, of, feel the fear and do it anyway thing of, and do you know who Rachel Hollis is? Yeah. I saw her do a post. She's actually skiing in the Alps by you. But um, she was talking about how she's wasted so much time being afraid of being afraid. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're turning, right? It's like, she could say that I'm doing the hard thing. I'm doing what I'm afraid of. But actually, she was literally just turning it off, which is helpful. Like, nothing is wrong with that, right? Of Like, that's what naturally humans will do is like, we don't want to feel the feeling. And that's our survival trauma response to do the thing so we can get through it and then regulate like come back to normal again but like you said is like well you're actually really not allowing yourself to truly grow in that moment of like you're just dissociating and i feel like the easiest tool is like the breath because i forgot who said it but it's you know fear is excitement without the breath and it's like why we stop breathing is because we are in a fight or flight survival response and so we you know hold our breath we tense up we start sweating like our vital organs shut down so we can evade the danger. And that's what will happen of why you shut down is because it's literally like I am in danger. I can't feel, I can't think, I just need to get through this. So it's over. Um, and that's what you were doing in that moment. But it's like, how can we just sit with it for a moment? And that's what I'm big with of, even when I just said, right, of like, just do the thing. It's starting small and like what you said about, you know, the danger zone or stress zone, like whatever that individual thing is, because we're all so different and like our 
risk tolerance, our different traumas and experiences will allow us to do certain ranges of that feeling and experience. But like the simple thing is just like the breath, one deep breath or closing your eyes and then also just allowing yourself to feel it. Like why I asked you when you were going through that experience, I don't think we touched really on like where you felt it, but I said like, where do you feel it and what does it feel like? I can see how that would, like gaining the awareness of what's going on can really help in intolerance because I think when when you don't have that awareness so for me I was getting a bit flustered I definitely felt myself get hot in the face in my cheeks I probably was a bit clammy in Mm -hmm. my hands my breathing was higher in my chest not in my lower chest and there was a sense of I need to control I I need to I need to manage things and how ca- and there's a frantic energy like I'm shaking my hands around now for people that <laughs> are just listening because there's a sense of, oh I've got to I've got to hold on because if I don't everything's just going to fall apart. And yet strangely you calling me out and saying look what's happening right now in this moment like this is triggering you exactly where it was. That was the moment actually that I recall what was happening in my body. So I can say that in that moment, I was aware, oh gosh, yes, I'm reacting to this. And yet, is it really that bad? And there's possibly a sense of somehow it diminished because I think that you had an acceptance there. You you were compassionate about it. Slightly ironic, that also helped. Like you, it was light. Like, is it like, what is the divine timing of this? And just being light about it. I mean, so the other in that instance, how you were with me there helped. And just the little points, like it's outside of your control. Like somehow when we get so caught up in that fear response, we lose perspective entirely. Yeah, because it's literally like survival. It's literally in that moment, this is your body and mind isn't in, let's sit down and rash those experiences and together. And there were actually beautiful tools within that. So I appreciate you extracting those at the end of like, here's what we just did of breath pausing feeling it acknowledging it and even being light about it and playful about it and accepting it that's how you do it